a call for reform and a balanced approach towards the prophetic movement and its extravagances. Beloved, it is about time we recognize the imbalances that are causing nuisance in the body of Christ, particularly in the case of false prophets in this season. The book of Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 26 to 31 says, For among my people are found wicked men, they lay wait, as he that set hath snares, they set a trap, they catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit, therefore they are become great, and waxen rich. Filthy rich. They are waxen fat, they shine, yet, they overpass the deeds of the wicked, they judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless, yet they prosper, and the right of the needy do they not judge. Shall I not visit for these things? Saith the Lord, shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so, and what will ye do in the end thereof? Beloved, let's examine three key points that will help identify false prophets. Point number one. They are filthy rich. Brethren, it is common nowadays to see men that call themselves prophets, bragging about their private jets which they use to go visit corrupt leaders which they somehow help get elected. Any person with a sound mind should never desire to be associated with corruption but somehow these false prophets have no shame to the point whereby they brag about it. Point number two. They deceive many. Here again we see in the book of Lamentations chapter 2 verse 14. It says thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity, to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens. In other words, instead of turning the people towards God through repentance, they're focusing on other things that have no value, hence people are deceived and make no progress. Point number three. They prophesy falsely. Here again we see in Jeremiah chapter 14 verse 14, it says, Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name, I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination, and a thing of naught, and the deceit of their heart. Here is how the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, 5th edition defines deception. 1. A misleading falsehood. 2. Dissembling, dissimulation. 3. An illusory feat considered magical by naive observers. 4. Magic trick. 5. Thaumaturgy. 6. Illusion. Beloved. The Bible warns us against false prophets. Here is what the book of Matthew chapter 24 verse 11 says. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. In Mark chapter 14 verse 22, it says, False Christs and false prophets shall rise, and shall shew sign and wonders, to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. Now you may be asking yourself, how on earth can we discern between a true prophet versus a false prophet? That is a very good and important question. The Bible says that you will know them by their fruit. One of the problems that has contributed to the rise of what the Bible calls false prophets is the lack of knowledge in the body of Christ. The truth of the matter is that there are Christians that do not read their Bible. Most civilized and prosperous nations in the world believe in hard work and sacrifice to achieve their goals. African nations on the other hand are a different story. They believe in superstitions and are the most impoverished on the face of the earth. 
Besides superstitions, they are also plagued with corruption. It is only a few countries in Africa that are taking a stand against the proliferation of false churches and false prophets. For instance Rwanda has closed thousands of pop-up churches for lack of basic safety standards and sound doctrine. And it cannot be said that they are persecuting the church as Rwanda is majority Christian. Another side of these reforms that will impact churches is a possible introduction of a tax on churches. If you think about it, where do these false prophets get their funding except from corrupt leaders and innocent followers? Jesus himself with his disciples paid taxes. Jesus healed many and we never hear him asking generous donors to fund his ministry. Again there is nothing wrong with supporting a ministry. Jesus was however a solution, not a burden. And I believe that God wants us to support responsible churches that have a sound doctrine. And anybody looking at the excesses that the body of Christ has to endure at the hand of false prophets, should welcome swift reforms. I am convinced that God wants to anoint and equip every Christian with every spiritual gift in order to advance his kingdom. Let's recap. Point number one. False prophets are filthy rich. They get their gifts from corrupt leaders. They do not plead the cause of the orphans, that they may prosper. And they do not defend the rights of the poor. Shall I not punish these people, says the Lord? Point number two. They deceive many. Their focus is not on repentance but on other things of no value. Point number three. They prophesy falsely. They prophesy lies. Finally brethren, this should not be construed as me saying that there are no true prophets and servants of God. But what I am saying is that we need regulations in place to protect and educate believers. Beloved, before ending this sermon, I would like to ask you. If you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ yet and you want God to change your life, pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thy word says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord and Savior of my life. I am now born again. I am a child of God. I am saved. Thank you Jesus. Amen. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts.